Hey, Lighthouse Niagara family, this is Pastor Joel Sloss. I hope that the message you received today blesses you so, so much. Good evening. Good to have you with us. But uh, I love life here, and uh, so it's really good to have uh, Julie with me. Julie, thanks for coming. I know, I know how excited you are <laughs> to be in front of the cameras. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, tonight we want to be talking a, a little bit about uh, life and, and having a good life, and not just good life, but a good marriage. And uh, some of you that are joining us tonight say, well, hey, I'm not married, uh, don't plan on getting married. Uh, some of these things, uh, if you apply them in your life, you will find that uh, this is good for you as well, whether you're single or whether you're engaged to be married or whether you're married. Um, and so we, well, I guess we have a few years uh, to, um, of experience to speak into to your lives. Uh, Julie, how many, how many years now? 34, or almost 34. Does it feel like, it feels like 34? <laughs> uh, 33 years. It's going to be 34 years in just a few months uh, that we've been married and uh, Julie, I just want to say it's been a good life mm -hmm. with, together with you. Mm -hmm. So good. And I just want to say I do love you. <laughs> Anyways, just before we get started, uh, let's just uh, pray together and um, that God would speak into your hearts tonight. Lord, we just thank you uh, for this opportunity. We thank you for the life that you've given us. And we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your direction and your guidance, your wisdom. Uh, Lord, there's so much that we don't know, but you know all things. And we just thank you for uh, who you are to us. And uh, so we just commit this time into your hands. And we just pray for each and every one uh, that is listening tonight. Lord, I pray for an anointing upon them to take in a good word and uh, to take in your word and to be blessed as well. I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So tonight, um, I, we want to we talk about priorities. And um, I would say that uh, when it comes to life, uh, each, each person has things that they, they put at the very top. And uh, there's... Uh, they say, this is most important to me. And uh, when it comes to life, when it comes to marriage, or life in general, there's two ways to do life. And I, I just want to cut right to the chase. Um, you can either do life with God, or you can do life without God. And so, and the choice is totally up to you. But I truly believe, and I know, that uh, life with God is so much better uh, because we don't have to worry. Uh, Julie, I, I don't know if you have if you have a scripture there, Matthew six, from verse twenty-five. And just before uh, Julie reads that, I just want you to know that if you are um, going through something, and whether you're married or not, um, I just want you to know tonight that with God you don't have to worry. And there's so much going on in our, our day and age and with, with 
there's been so many changes in this past year, and uh, some of you may be worried about about things that you're going through, whether it's financial, whether it's health, whether it's relationship, whatever it may be. And uh, I, I want you to know, with God, you don't have to worry. We can we can worry, but it's so much easier when we just cast all our cares upon on Him, because He does care for us. He cares for you. He loves you. If you would do life with him. And uh, so if you could just read that passage. Matthew chapter 6 from verse uh, 25. Right to, to 33. Therefore I tell you. Do not be anxious about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink. Nor about your body. What you will put on. Is not life more than food. And the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes, clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Praise God. So as we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, uh, all things, everything, these extra things, these uh, things that the Lord will throw in will be added onto you. Uh, and that is so true. So... Uh, so tonight, uh, we can do life, we can do marriage with God or without God, and tonight, before we close off this time together, uh, I just want you to know that we will, I will give you an opportunity, you may have heard of God, but if you haven't asked and allowed God, God to come into your life, allowed Jesus to come into your life, uh, I'm going to give you that opportunity to, uh, tonight. Uh, to do that, but I, today I want to I want to talk about priorities because uh, Julie, we we've uh, we've been together, and and would you say that our marriage has been perfect? No. <laughs> so uh, it's it's not been perfect, uh, but uh, pretty it's it's been pretty good. Okay, uh, and, and I recognize uh, that uh, that uh, even though we're flawed and faulted, and and. Not you, but I am. I know that. I'm flawed. I'm faulted. And, uh, but yet, with God in our lives, uh, it's amazing that he is able to make changes on us. Even with our, our flaws, he's able to make a change. I mean, I, I don't know if I've changed over the years. I guess some things maybe have kept the same, but um, there's some things that uh, uh, maybe has changed a little bit over the years. I've definitely uh, gained a few extra pounds. Thanks, Julie, for that. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, God is, is able to, to do a work of change 
in you and in, in me as I surrender my life to him. Um, what, I've, what I've come to realize that um, without God in your life, uh, not to say you can't have goals or you, you can't have direction or uh, you can't have purpose or whatever, but ultimately, without God, um, we, we are separated from God for eternity in the end. In the end, if God is not a part of our life, we will be separated from him. But the beautiful thing is that God desires to come into our lives, uh, and he's knocking on, on our heart's door to come in so that, that, um, that, we, that he can have... Uh, impact in our life. And I, Julie, uh, how old were you when you gave your life to the Lord? I was 13 years old. So, so uh, did, did you grow up in a, in a religious home? I grew up in a very religious home. We went to church every Sunday. And, um, but the church that we went to um, did not preach the gospel, did not um, tell us through the word of God how to make it to heaven they talked about being good and going to church but that's not the gospel the gospel says that we have to have invite Jesus Christ into our lives and ask for forgiveness so um, I was 13 when that happened to me and uh, I've been serving the Lord since so were there were there changes that took place in your life after you asked Jesus to come in? Well, yeah, I'm sure there was. Like, I've, I was always, um, well, I was going to church. I was a good girl. But I did come to the point, but I did realize that, that I was not perfect, and I did sin, and I needed a Savior. So I remember distinctly crying out to the Lord to forgive me of my sin. And... Um, yeah. So um, I gave my life to the Lord when I was, was seven years of age, just a, a little guy, grew up in a, in a Christian home. But um, uh, there was something definitely that, that for me that changed when I gave my life to Jesus. And, and uh, the one thing for me that I noticed uh, was the fact that uh, the fear that I had of the future uh, was gone and there was a peace that came in my heart uh, immediately after uh, praying to the Lord and, and uh, the decision that I made as a seven-year-old uh, is the the most important decision that I've ever made and truly has it impacted my life uh, growing up as a as a teenager and young man and definitely in our married life and so um, I just I want to talk about uh, uh, some of the things of, of priority uh, as a as a as a believer and as as a, a married man and as a, as a, a Christian couple. Uh, Thirty four years and yeah, there, there's uh, there's always things that come up that uh, that we have to deal with, but we deal with them together, and uh, God is there to help us, and uh, so. I just want, I want to go over uh, three, 
priorities, main priorities. And, and, and uh, Julie, you read from uh, Matthew 6, 33, that says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added onto you. And so one of the things that uh, I've, I've come to realize is that as, as we get our priorities in place, it will definitely help um, our lives as, as a married couple. And uh, so this, this information, you might say, well, this is not uh, rocket science. Uh, I, I want to say this. Us being married for as long as we have been is definitely a result of God being a part of our lives. Julie made a decision as a 13-year-old. I made a decision as a 7-year-old that, uh, that Jesus would be allowed into our lives and so there was a relationship developed uh, very early on in our lives. And uh, so I, I want to talk about the fact that, that uh, probably the most important thing, and this is whether you're a believer or not, I would say that most would say that relationship is probably uh, one of the highest priorities, um, whether it's relationship with a uh, someone in your family, whether it's uh, uh, your, your spouse, whether children, relationship is so important, even as, as a person that doesn't know God. But the amazing thing is that God desires uh, for relationship with us. Uh, in Revelations 3, verse 20, it says that, that he stands at the door and knocks, the door of our heart, the door of our life and existence. God is standing at the door of our heart, and he's knocking, and he desires to come in and uh, uh, to have fellowship with us. His heart is for fellowship. But I want to I talk today about three main um, priorities that if you want to have a stable marriage relationship, will definitely, or this will help. Uh, two of them, you will say, yeah, okay, yeah, check, check. Uh, but the third one is one that, that a lot of people... Um, I find that this, as a pastor dealing with, with marriage, uh, that this third one is not always uh, kept up or it's, it's, if, if it doesn't fit in, I'm just not going to do it. So the first one, uh, relationship. And, and I would say that all three of these have to be in balance. If you, uh, if you overemphasize any one of these three, you will find yourself getting into trouble. And so there needs to be a balance in this. And I, I may uh, give a few examples uh, along the way as we go over these prior priorities. So the first one, as, as you would know, uh, or you would figure, would be our relationship with God and its maintenance. Um, so relationship always takes work. And Julia... I don't know about, uh, about you, but um, with the fact that we work, and, and, and sometimes people say, well, you know what? My job, my career is up there in priority. And sometimes uh, a career, education might be top priority. But um, when it comes to relationship with, with God, uh, what are some things that, uh, that you might, that may help in uh, maintaining or deepening relationship with God that you've, that you've found? 
maintaining a relationship with God while hearing what he has to say, and that's through his word, because how can you get to know someone if you don't know him? So this is how we get to know him is by reading his word. That's one thing. Sure. So just so regularly reading the word of God, um, hearing the word of God, and hearing the word of hearing God. The word of yeah. God uh, these are things uh, uh, of relationship. And really, when you think about it, relationship, if there is no communication, exactly. uh, there, there's not going to be relationship that takes place. Right. So uh, right. just recognizing that God desires to speak into your life uh, and he desires for you to communicate uh, uh, with him and he with you. And the way he communicates uh, with us is through his word and uh, through the word that is perhaps preached or taught. Uh, so he communicates to us sometimes when we, uh, in the stillness, he will speak into our heart and our life. So there's this thing of relationship and, and making that uh, your number one priority is I need to take time, make time. and make time with the Lord. And, and so uh, not that it's a, a thing of, duty so much as a thing of of hey i want to uh establish relationship uh, I, I want to deepen relationship i want to maintain relationship um one of the things that we that we do every week that i look forward to there's a few things they're, they're so um simple so on, on mondays uh what do we usually do on mondays uh, we we have a few hours that we well, we run errands, but I guess we're doing it together. So we do it together. How exciting! <laughs> so, so it's not. It doesn't have to be. Hey, we know we have to go to Paris or whatever. <laughs> I know you might want to go to Paris, and who knows? Maybe one day we'll get there. But uh, you know what? I, I look forward to Mondays, uh, Sundays, and, and the weekend is oftentimes busy, and, and throughout the week is busy as well. But I've set that time. To say, hey, you know, we're going to be together. Even if it's, let's, let's do grocery, do the groceries and whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, run the errands and whatever. But we're together doing it. And uh, sometimes we're talking and sometimes we're not. But the main thing is, relationship is about being together. And so same thing with, with God is to take the time and make the time and just say, hey, uh, we're going to have time with, with the Lord. And, and I would say that that would be something that we need to do as individuals. Uh, I can't do it for you, and you can't do it for me. We both, we both have to individually have relationship with God. Um, and so this has helped in our, in our marriage, uh, definitely is the relationship that we personally have with God, the time that we take for Him. Uh, one of the passages that I just love, uh, Philippians 1 verse 6, it says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue it until the day of the Lord. And I, I just thank the Lord that as we have, as we allow Christ into our lives, uh, the things that we uh, cannot change in ourselves, he's able to change. And we can be confident that he'll continue to do that work because Julie will let you know that I haven't arrived yet. And... Uh, um, but there's this aspect of, of a work that she can't do. And I just want to say to all you women out there that uh, whether you, if you're married and you just say, oh, man, I want for, your, for my man to be changed or well, he's got to do this and, and he's got to change this habit and whatever. And, and as, as you 
come to the Lord and as your husband is, is be, before the Lord and allowing the Lord to work, the things that you would want uh, to have changed, rather than there be a, 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 a nagging, I don't want to say that word, but a <laughs> nagging, um, uh, and not that Julie, Julie, you don't nag, you definitely don't, but uh, that as we, as we both, as I surrender to the Lord, he's going to do work on me on the, on the parts that, that need to change. And uh, so I, I thank God for that. Our relationship with God is critical, and it should be number one priority uh, in, our, in, in our lives. And listen, if, if God is not first in your life, if Jesus Christ is not first in your life, make him first in your life. It will impact your marriage. And I, I guess, Julie, I, um, sometimes you, couples... Uh, uh, they've been married, and then one gets saved, and the other one's not saved. One gives their life to Christ, and the other one doesn't. Um, I don't know. Do you have any advice? or for? <laughs> <laughs> well, the one scripture, I'm not sure where it is, but it says um, something about by your lifestyle or by who you are, you'll, you'll lead him to the Lord. Right, I think it's in First Peter chapter three. Yeah, talks about uh, wives without without a word, without a word, yeah. uh, just by who you are, yeah. in your your the beauty, your the inward beauty of who you are, a gentle yeah. spirit, whatever. Uh, you can win that that That's spouse true. that is not saved. Yeah. Uh, one passage that comes to mind is uh, in First Corinthians chapter seven, uh, where it talks about. Uh, uh, if your spouse is not saved, uh, it talks about the fact that they are set apart. They've been sanctified, There's, which means that they're set apart by God because of the believing spouse. So for all of you that, that maybe have a, a spouse that is not saved, uh, love them. Just love them and uh, uh, pray for them and, uh, and do that in secret, if you would. Uh, but definitely to love them and just to be, um, allow the love of God to flow through you to them. And it's, it's amazing what that can do without a word mm -hmm. that the spouse can be one. I want you to be encouraged tonight about that. Uh, so, but that God would be first in your life. That's first number one priority. Uh, the second priority that, uh, that, and th these things have to be in balance. And, and uh, if they're not in balance, uh, you can see, there is a, a distorting that, uh, that can take place. There's, uh, um, there, there can be negative side effects if one thing is, is overemphasized. And, um, and we'll just give a few examples as we go along. But the second priority is this, is our relationship with our family and the maintenance of relationship within the family. So family being between husband and wife, between uh, parents and children, and vice versa. Um, and this is one um, that, that I would, uh, maybe we can just read that. Uh, uh, this is in Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verse 33. And, and I want to say this is, this is critical for men and for the husbands and for the wives. Uh, so, uh, Julie, maybe you can read that one for me. Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verse 33. Actually, could you start at verse uh, 
30, 32 and then go into 33. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So, there's a very strong statement being made here uh, regarding um, the duty of the, the husband and the duty of the wife, if you want to call them duties. Uh, I would say these priorities uh, between um, husband and wife. So, uh, for the husband, the priority is, is to love his own wife as himself. Uh, and I want to say this uh, to you, to you men out there. Um, if you don't love your wife or show your wife that you love her and, um, in some way, uh, you really don't love yourself. And most, most people, I would say, hey, you, you, love, you love yourself, as in you take care of yourself, uh, you don't abuse yourself. Uh, you, the same way, that you take care of yourself, you need to, to, to take care of your wife. To love your wife is a priority. And uh, I, don't, I don't know about you, Julie. Um, now maybe I'll put you on the spot. This is not, this is not scripted or anything, but uh, uh, how, how do you know that, that, I, that, you're lo- that, that I love you? How do I know? Yeah, how do you know? Um, definitely by the way you treat me. And the words that you say to me and the things that you do for me. So, um, yeah, just like you don't, the words you say to me are not to tear me down or to make me feel bad or uh, belittle me. And also the things that you do for me that um like vacuuming <laughs> or do, hey do you know that before you came home tonight i uh i figured hey i've got i've got some time i finished what i needed to finish uh for tonight uh as as we were pre-recording here and i got everything done so i figured hey uh uh julie's coming back it was uh just uh i don't know around four o'clock i figured hey Went to, to, to get things out for supper and uh, realized, okay, the, the dishwasher so needs to be on. So you emptied the dishwasher. I emptied the dishwasher for wow. you. And no, I, I cleaned up the kitchen. <laughs> I, I washed some dish, dishes, did all these things. You may not have, have noticed anything, but um, <laughs> uh, so it's, those are the kinds of things. Uh, it's just the things that we do, uh, that we do for each other. And the, and the words, too. Words are very powerful. And, um, yeah, and I think, yeah, that's how we can show each other, and not just husband and wife, but other people, the kind words that we say. The Bible says that if we don't have love, we can be, we can, what does it say in Corinthians? If we can be prophesying, we can be doing all kinds of amazing things, but if we don't have love, it's like We don't have anything. Noise. It's, it's like no, noise. It's, it's like, like a gonging noise. symbol so, if there's no love. Right. Yeah. So 
it's important to show love to So would you each say that, that uh, the words that I would say to you are a, a big indication of my love for you? Or that you know that you're loved? The words. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not, doesn't just mean, um, just mean oh, oh, I, I love, love you. you. Yeah. But uh, to back it up with uh, words, the good words and deed too. All right, because anybody can say I love you, but you show it. To show it, yeah. It's to show it, yeah. So, um, so this this aspect of relationship, uh, this uh, passage in uh, Ephesians five, it says, uh, Never, "Nevertheless, let each one of you, in particular, so love his own wife as himself." So, the priority of the man is to show that love. And to love his wife um, in, in words, in action, in uh, attitude, in uh, time spent together, desire to spend time together, uh, doing the things that need to, to be done, uh, taking care of, all these different things, uh, these, these, this display of love. Uh, and if you read through this, this chapter, especially the verses prior to that, there's a comparison between Christ and the church and husbands and wives and that Christ loved the church and gave himself for the church to the point where a husband should love his wife like Christ loved the church, even to the point of being willing, I would lay my life down for you. And that's the kind of love that a husband should give towards his, life, his wife. This should be a priority. And so... Uh, the time that we spend together. The other time that we, we spend together uh, during the week when we're, we're both uh, working and um, uh, is usually on Thursday or Friday, I, I, I take that time, I look forward, Julie, to the time mm -hmm. that, that we can just get together for lunch. So I come to your, to your work, uh, uh, pick you up, and we just go for, for a lunch somewhere, nothing fancy, and just to spend time together, I, I just want you to know, I look forward to those <laughs> I know times. You, yeah, I know that. I do. I, know you I do. do. Mm -hmm. And um, now, when it comes to the duty of, uh, of the wife in the relationship, it says, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. And I, I, let me, um, it would be easy uh, or it's easy, if the husband is the initiator of the, the love, and in, in the, the passages before, Christ died for us before we even knew him. Before we were, we were apart from him or even opposed to him, Christ died for us. Romans 5 verse 8 says that God demonstrates his love for us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And um, if... If the man, if the husband is the one to initiate love in the relationship, the respect, which is an attitude uh, that, that, uh, that is displayed, is, is, is felt, is thought, and displayed uh, by the wife, I'll tell you, it's almost like a snowball effect. And, and I, I want to say this about you, Julie. Um, over the years, uh, I've, I've come to realize that uh, there's been times where people may have come against me 
and and you have uh, been there to uh, just to not not to say I can't take care of myself, but there's been an indignation that that anybody would come and say anything against me because how how dare they say anything against Dave, and uh, so there's this thing of respect. But I'll I'll say this: if men, if you and this is for uh, those that men, single men, uh, if you want to get married, and even if you don't want to get married, you treat, especially uh, the women and young women and ladies, with this thing of, of to love them. And, and I'm not talking about in a sexual manner. I'm talking about to, to love uh, in a way that you would care for, for the women out there. Um, there's a respect. You want to have respect? Uh, this is one way that, that you would care for others and love others. And uh, it's amazing as we initiate the love, the respect on the part of, of, this, of your wife then is, it, it just happens. It'll happen where there's a, an appreciation for you as, a, as husband because you love your wife and you do anything for her. So men, if you want to have, if you're thinking, oh, my wife doesn't respect me or whatever, um, uh, start to love. you you, you got to give a, a demonstration of your love consistently and continually. Um, so, um, yeah. Within the family uh, f- for children, um, there's a passage in Ephesians chapter 6 uh, and maybe, Julie, if you could read that, uh, chapter 6, verse 1 uh, to, to 4, if you would. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the, in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So... Oftentimes, people take this passage out of context and, and, and say, hey, you have to, as children, you have to obey your parents. It says, your parents in the Lord. So there's times where a parent may ask their kids to do something that is totally not right. And especially as the kids get a little bit older, teenage years or whatever, uh, this is not what this passage is talking about. Yes, you have the right to say, no, I'm not going to do that. So an illegal activity, an inappropriate activity or whatever. Uh, obviously, you wouldn't do that. But it says, obey your parents in the Lord. As they would ask you to do the things of, of the Lord, that you would obey them. And as you do, it says that there is a promise that will come to you. The second verse talks about honor. So obedience is, is, is one thing, but the honor is attitude, is the attitude that you have for your parents. And uh, as you have the right attitude towards them, there is blessing. It says that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Um, so there's blessing in it for you as children. You may say, uh, is this important in marriage? I'll, hey, children are a huge factor, obviously, in, in, in the family relationship. And, um, and there is nothing more grievous when as kids get older, even uh, that they're, they're rebellious or they turn away and they're doing their own thing, it just, it, it really hurts the heart of a, a mother or father uh, to see kids going 
astray or, or hurting themselves or whatever. Um, it's important that, that, that children, that you obey your parents in the Lord and honor them. Honor them, your attitude. Um, this priority needs to be before uh, your, your job or your work or whatever. And um, as a, a pastor, I have um, throughout the week, at different times, whatever, uh, there's times where emergencies may come up, uh, but the family comes before the other responsibilities that I have as a pastor. And you say, what, really? Um, there's a passage in, in 1 Timothy chapter 3, and uh, it's talking about the qualifications of a pastor. And, and it says, if you, paraphrasing, says, if you can't take care of your own family, you have no right to take care of the church and to oversee the church as a pastor if you can't take care of your own family. And um, I'll tell you, this, this has been a huge relief for me as a pastor, because oftentimes pastors, uh, they say, well, hey, my calling as a pastor comes before my, my responsibility as, as a husband and father. And that is not the case at all. And I, I think there's, there's some pastors uh, that, that maybe have struggled in the area where, where church came first, and as a result, they, they lost their, their children the children are lost because dad's never around and dad's not there. And so I thank God for the instruction of the word of God that says, no, 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 family comes in my position as a pastor, comes before church. And so my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my children come before my responsibility as a pastor within the church. And what a blessing and a relief that is for me as a pastor is... is um, I ha we have Julie, uh, Julie and I. We have we have three children, and uh, how do you feel about the fact that our our three children are serving the Lord? How does that how does that make you feel? I'm just so very thankful and grateful that yeah that they serve the Lord, and I don't know if that was a lot of prayer and. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just so grateful. I, and sometimes, how did that, how did we manage that? But I know it's, it wasn't really us. We, like you're, what you're saying is we made sure our relationship with the Lord was right. And then he led us and guided us. And, um, and he saved our children and he kept them. So I'm just very grateful. Well, part of the, uh, the thing about relationship with God and its maintenance thereof is that we would love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And um, as we love the Lord, part of it is, uh, as Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And the commandments of the Lord are so, they're, they're such a blessing. And they, 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 they are of, of wisdom and of, of direction and of guidance and of, of, for our well-being. And as a result, as we are obedient to the word of God, we, we declare our love to him, but we're blessed in the, in the meantime. And, and so for our children, it's a blessing. 
uh, as they're brought up in the ways of the Lord. And I, I just want to say this, not so much to say, hey, oh, look at how great we are, but rather I want to encourage you. And some of you may be out there saying, oh, my goodness, my kids have gone astray and whatever. Love your children. Love the Lord. Love your children. And the Lord is able to do a work that you cannot. And even if maybe, maybe if you did, had messed up or, or whatever, as you come before the Lord, you humble yourself, the Lord is able to lift you up and to, to, to work things out that you could not work out. I want you to know you can have, uh, there's a hope. Uh, even if you have children that have gone astray, that, that God can do works of miracles as you trust in him. And there's things that you can't do, he can do, even to the point of bringing them back. So, But just want to uh, mention, too, though, that uh, ultimately it's up to the, the children to make a decision. Absolutely. And parents are not perfect, and we all make mistakes. But the thing is, ultimately, um, it's for them to make that decision. And so, yeah, I just, I just feel like, you know, if you have a child that's not serving the Lord, that you know what, you pray for them and the Lord knows that uh, he wants to save them and so just leave it to, the, to God to reach them. They do have free will. They have free will. They have and free will. I know some, some families and, you know, that some of the kids are serving the Lord and some are not. It's the same parents, but the children made their own choices. So... And give especially them to the Lord, they belong to Him, and He wants to see them safe too. So that's, uh, Amen. Uh, I I thank God that as we uh, commit them to the Lord, and I think it's I think it's Second Timothy one verse twelve talks about uh, Paul writes to Timothy, I'm persuaded that that which I've committed unto the Lord that he will keep against that day. And so there's, there's times where you may have children that have gone astray that, and there's nothing you can do. They have free will, especially as they get older. Um, um, and you commit them to the Lord, and he is able to, to keep them um, against that day. And I, I know that sometimes it may take a lifetime where they, before they come around. Uh, and in the end, they do have free will, um, but uh, to commit them to the Lord. Uh, because the Lord, the Lord loves them so much. And as we refer to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, our children, not only our husband is sanctified uh, because we are believing for an unbelieving spouse, uh, but even our children are, are set apart because of us as believers, set apart for special treatment by God. And I'm not saying they're, they're saved because of you, but they are set apart for special treatment by God. So praise God for that. Um, I just want to touch now this last priority. So if, just to review quickly, number one priority is our relationship with God and the, ma the maintenance of that relationship. Any relationship requires work. You need to work at it and, and, and do what you need to do. Uh, so the, that's number one priority is a relationship with God. Secondly is our relationship with our family and the maintenance thereof. And, uh, but the last one here, and this is one that I find, Julie, uh, um, that oftentimes it's just, if there's time, if it works out, maybe we'll do this one. And I, I think that's a detriment, especially if you're a believer. 
And um, the third thing is our relationship with the body of Christ and its maintenance. And um, so uh, you might say body of Christ. Uh, I, I don't want to use the word church because church becomes can be very uh, legalistic, religious. But body of Christ, the moment you give your life to Christ, um, you are... you. You are put in, baptized in uh, to the body of Christ. You, are, you become a member within the body of Christ. And just like my physical body, I have, I have two hands that are, are doing something as I'm talking. Uh, they're part of my body. And uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about the fact that, that there are ma many members but one body. The moment you give your life to Jesus Christ, you become a part of the body of Christ. Jesus is the head. We are part of the body, members within that body. And, and um, so you need our, our, the relationship that we have within the body of Christ. And so uh, if, I'm, if I'm a finger or thumb or whatever within the body of Christ, and Julie uh, is, is another, uh, I don't know, another member or part of the body of Christ, um, we have, uh, and there's others that are, as, as you are believers, this body of Christ goes around the globe. Within this area, geographically, those that are part of this body of believers at, at Lighthouse, um, we, we make up part of the, the body of Christ. We're members within the body of Christ. And uh, this is where... I find uh, some people, they, they, they struggle in uh, keeping that as one of the priorities. That they, and I, I, st I start off by saying that each one of these three things has to be kept in balance. And you, if you neglect one of them, there, you will struggle or there will be problems that may arise. And... Um, so this one, Julie, uh, as we were, um, once, we, we, once we got married, uh, before we got married, we, were, we attended church and we were involved in church. And, and, and I just want to say this, um, every part of my body, even a fingernail, you don't know how important a fingernail is until you lose it and then you realize, oh my goodness, the pain uh, there's a, a shielding of my, all the nerves underneath my finger uh, by that nail. And, and so some things that, uh, that may not seem as important, it's once they're, they're gone or they're non-functioning or they're not functioning, uh, you, you recognize there's problems. And, and so one of the things that, uh, that Julie, you and I, we, uh, even before we were married, were involved in the church. I don't know, what, what, what were you involved in uh, uh, before we got married, uh, we we went to different churches, um, uh, different cities. Uh, but what were some things that you were involved in, even as a as a teenager? I was involved in bus ministry, choir, uh, Sunday school teacher. Um, we had a little band. I was involved in that. Um, library. So you a so. Of so these, this is outside of just coming to church yeah. and attending church uh, yeah. a, a Sunday morning. 
yeah. you got involved in these different things. Yeah. Um, and, and so it was not so thing a, a thing of, well, I have to do it. It's just that, you know what, this is important, something that I want to do, or these, yeah. these are things that I, I should be doing. Uh, they were important, and they impacted other people's lives. Yeah. Yeah, well, because the Bible says that uh, everybody's given gifts and um, that we're body and we have different function. And so I wasn't involved in these different things because I wanted to serve in the body of Christ. And, um, and I was, I guess, an encouragement to others, but others that I was involved with they were functioning in the body and they were encouraging to me and they were uh, building my faith and um, so yeah i think it's important because we're all t in it together and uh we're there to um, support each other and to encourage each other and we don't know what are little things that we think yeah that are little how they can impact others so uh, one passage that comes to mind is uh, Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 15 and 16. It says, But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. So there's this aspect of, of, of love and, and speaking the things of love. And they're growing uh, to be more like Christ who is the head. And then it says, From whom the whole body, and we're within that body, says, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying or building up of itself in love so there's this aspect of of the whole body working together every part doing what it's supposed to and i, I just want to say uh, that if you are a child of, of God, if you've given your life to the Lord, the Lord has put into your hearts, uh, into your life, gifts and talents and different things f for you to minister to others and in different ways. And, uh, and I just see that here at Lighthouse is that there's a whole range of different people that are involved to make uh, this, this local body of believers edified or built up. And I just say thank you to you uh, to all of you for that. And uh, I want to say that this is, you might say in, in the thing of priorities, you might say, where is it? Well, number one priority, my relationship with God and its maintenance. Number two priority, my family and the maintenance of relationship within the family. Number three is the body of Christ. You say, pastor, is that before your career, your job, your education? Yes. Yes. Um, I'm not saying that you can't spend, hey, I work many hours a week, if you would, uh, uh, and, uh, but for my, for my uh, role as a member within the body is to, to build up and to edify in love uh, others. And um, one of the things that I, I've come to realize, so Julie, when we were uh, first married, married we, were, we were involved in the church in different ways. Uh, Sunday school, I can remember, uh, involved with worship on the worship team, involved with uh, being, uh, helping out with youth, uh, also on the pastor's council very early on, uh, one of the elders in the church. And I, we're just, I was in my mid-20s at that point uh, to be involved. But uh, 
once we had children, oftentimes children, it's, it's like, okay, well, we don't have as much time. And, and not to say, did, did having children stop us from, from being in the church and being part of the church? Well, no. Um, but for me, things changed because I, I was a mother now, so and I felt that that was what my calling was, to be with my children. So although we did definitely still go to church, of course, um, and we were still involved with the church, but things shifted a little bit for me because then I had children. So I think that's where the balance where you have to balance things out because God has called you to be part of the body of Christ and to be involved in the church, but then there's your children. So um, you don't want to go to the point where you're so involved in the church that you're neglecting your children. So there's this aspect of balance. Exactly. And, and those, those three things in balance. Uh, so one of the things was there weren't too many like maybe we may have had to step back for the amount of involvement in different yes. aspects of ministry, but uh, we didn't step back from, from going to church no. and say, you know what, okay, well, we can't go to church. Uh, so our children, I, and I just want to say this, long-term investment, uh, three daughters, and all three of them are serving the Lord of their own accord. They're, they're adults. Uh, one of our daughters is married, uh, serving the Lord uh, with her husband where she is at. We're talking long-term investment. And uh, uh, so I encourage you, if, if, you're, uh, if these things are out of balance, to get them into balance uh, within, in your life and in your marriage. Uh, and as you do, and, and maybe the beautiful thing about, about the Lord is this, is that if you've messed up, uh, years ago, the expression uh, I, that stuck in my mind uh, uh, was, you can make a brand new end. Mm -hmm. You can make a brand new end. And so even as you would humble yourself before the Lord and, and just confess, Lord, I, I, I messed up in this area. Uh, forgive me. The Lord forgives and is able to, to do a work of, of restoration or, or change or whatever. But as you, as you humble yourself before the Lord, the Lord can make, restore things and bring things back into, into being. Uh, these three things, uh, keep these, if you keep those three things, uh, you know, maybe job, career, education, whatever, maybe fourth or, or whatever, but those three should be first. And in, in balance, don't overemphasize one or the other. Keep them in balance, uh, and the Lord will bless. I do have a comment. When you say that, keep it in balance, that priority number one, a relationship with God and its maintenance. Maybe we need a little bit of clarity on that. Because, let, me give you an ex yeah. let me give you an example. Um, this happened years ago, and uh, without getting into detail, uh, I was dealing with a situation. I wasn't even, a, I, I'm not sure I was a pastor. I, yeah, I may have just been a pastor. And um, the individual, um, was taking time 
away from, um, to, to go be with God, to go be with God. I, I need to go take time with God. And there was a neglecting of his, his wife and his children to the point where uh, his wife left him, lost his children. I don't know if they're serving the Lord at this point. I don't know. Um, but it, it was so devastating because uh, there was a neglect of, of the family where God was, I just, I'm going to just put everything else aside. I'm not saying there, there might, not, might not be points in our life where we may have to do that, but this is not a long-term thing because as, as a husband and a father, you have a responsibility and God wants for you to take care of those responsibilities and not to neglect. And so there's this thing, once again, of balance. Even our relationship with God, is God first? Absolutely he's first. But we can't neglect. I can't neglect you. Julie, I don't know. If, if I just said, hey, you're I'm serving God. I've, I've, I'm, I've, I've been called by God. And uh, so sorry, you're on your own. Right. Like you, you'd be questioning. Your calling. My calling. And, and, and the... Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's fulfillment to, that, that it would come to pass or whatever, that, that, that there's something not right. And so uh, you, you might say, hey, if there is a calling in your life, the beautiful thing is that this, it's not going to be to the neglect of your wife and your children because God desires, and I, I refer to 1 Timothy chapter 3, if you're not able to take care of your own family, you have no right to take care of the church as a pastor. So the Lord already puts that into place. We have responsibility uh, when it comes to family, when it comes to the body of Christ, when it comes to uh, our relationship with God. Yes, it is first, but they, they have to be kept in balance. And um, so uh, just as we, we close up here tonight, um, I just I, I want to say uh, thank you first of all, Julie. I know this was uh, uh, not an easy thing for you. I just appreciate you uh, taking uh, the time tonight and uh, for being here. Appreciate it and um, uh, just love you. Um, but I, I want to just speak to those that are listening online at this point in time. Julie and I. We don't have it. We don't have it all together. There's still things of, that, that that God is working on us as well, and uh, but I, I want you to know the things that we share tonight with you. Grab a hold of them. They is it is the word of God that we're presenting in application in your life. And today, uh, if there needs to be changes made, just come to the Lord. He will. And, and as you humble yourself, you say, Lord, I, 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 I didn't do the right thing here or whatever. As we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and do a work of change in you. And tonight also, for those that um, you've been listening and you're not, God's not part of your life. He's, you've heard of him, but he's not part of your life. I want to give an opportunity at this time just to pray with you. And you can pray. Maybe pray this prayer along with me uh, to get your, your life right, that you become a member within the body of Christ, that you are saved, 
Uh, you may say, saved from what? Saved from your sins. You might say, I'm a good person. Just one sin, one sin. And it says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the beautiful thing is that God desires, he loves you so much. And he desires for you to have life, a full life on this side of heaven, a good, full life. Not saying with, not that you won't have maybe difficulty or storms or whatever along the way, but he will be with you because you've invited him into your life. So tonight, we just want to close with a prayer, and I'll read one last uh, uh, scripture. So just pray with me if, if, if that's you, if you need to come to, to Jesus Christ. Jesus, I recognize that you are not a priority in my life. God is not in my life. And I recognize that I've been doing my own thing. And I want for you to be in my life. I recognize, yes, I have sinned. But Jesus, you took all my sins upon yourself. And you died for me so that I could have life. I believe that. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. And I invite you to come into my life. Be a part of my existence. Be a part of, of, my, of my eternity. That you are my eternity. My eternity is in you. And to be with you. Lord, I just give myself over to you. Have your way in me. Change me and make me and mold me, shape me, fill me with your love. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, I, just, I just want to read from Joshua chapter 24, uh, verse 15. It says, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you, you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I just pray tonight that that's the choice that you've made, that as for you, for your house, you will serve the Lord. It is so good. It will be a blessing to you. May God bless you uh, tonight, and um, we, uh, we'll see you uh, next week. If you can join us on Sunday, uh, make sure you catch the service uh, this Sunday. God bless you. Hey, Lighthouse family. Thanks so much for tuning in to another one of our podcast sermons. I'm Pastor Joel Sloss. For more podcasts, media, and live stream services at lighthouseniagara.com, Sundays at 10 o'clock. God bless.